Welcome to the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening that you are having a great start to your day. And if you're having a great start to your day, you share something in common with the team that we all love in the Memphis Grizzlies who got off to a great start to their week with a 115-110 victory over the New Orleans Pelicans last night. That's what we're going to get into in the first segment of the show, discussing what looked good, still some kinks being worked out, but overall a positive night for the Grizzlies when it was needed as they are getting off to a start in one of their most important weeks of basketball in quite a while. In the second segment of the show, we'll look at Jared Jackson Jr. Some of the positives and negatives from him being back in the rotation being back active, all with the idea that he probably is not going to be back to his normal self this season, but some positives and negatives from his play so far this season. In the third segment, we'll update where the standings look going into tonight's games, as well as previewing tonight's matchup against the Dallas Mavericks. Of course, you can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats SAC, the podcast wherever it's available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you look to find the podcast. That's where we will be, and we ask that you do listen, review, subscribe. Let us know what you think of the show. My name's Sean Coleman. If you're a new listener to the show, you started listening with the Grizzlies in the stretch run of their season, welcome. If you want someone that's passionate about what he talks about, loves to give some honest perspectives, in, in detail perspectives, and give you all the latest news, we're talking Grizzlies here every day. This is the place for you to come. I've been covering the Grizzlies for three years now. Over at Grizzly Bear Blues, I've been podcasting here for a little over a year and enjoy every single minute of it. One of the biggest reasons why I enjoy doing this is it gives me the opportunity to interact with other folks who are passionate about the same things that I am, passionate about the NBA, the Grizzlies, basketball in general. And the title sponsor of our show actually allows for us to have an enhanced ability to do that, and that is the Locker Room app. Changing the way we talk about sports every Thursday night, we'll be doing it this Thursday night as well. Every Thursday night at 8 o'clock, I will be hosting the Locked On Grizzlies show. Let's talk Grizzness on the Locker Room app. We'll once again be doing it a live show during a game as the Grizzlies will be taking on the Kings. Really looking forward to it and as always looking forward to speaking with Grizzlies fans about all things Grizzlies basketball. Well, speaking of Grizzlies basketball, if you're a fan of it, you're going to get plenty of it this week. Obviously, as we discussed, a game last night, a game tonight, Game Thursday night, game Friday night, and then a game Sunday night. And then following that, probably at least two more games, potentially, on the docket for the Grizzlies. At least we hope. But to get to that point, the Grizzlies have to take care of business now. And that is the thing that they did last night. Three takeaways from last night that really stood out to me were this. was Number one, this Grizzlies team is still working out the Grizzlies were 9 of 30 from the field when it came to shooting the three. And also, in the middle of the game, in the area of the game where the Grizzlies, or the period of the game where the Grizzlies actually have performed arguably better than anybody this season in the NBA, that was the part of the game last night where they struggled. It was when the Grizzlies were up by 12 at halftime, and this Pelicans team was able to come back by getting into the lane, driving to the basket, and getting the Grizzlies in foul trouble. The Grizzlies just didn't have an answer for the Pelicans for the first six minutes of that third quarter, and that's what really allowed for this Pelicans team to be able to get back in the game. So the Grizzlies still are playing, you know, 
longer than you know desired spurts of undisciplined basketball, and then that's what's leading to them playing down to their competition. Though they got the win last night, obviously it was still a bit concerning that it you know took such an effort for them to be able that they were in a close game with the team that they were significantly more talented than in this Pelicans team without Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and others. But the Grizzlies did struggle in that third quarter. They had about where they had about a time where they went you know with a lot of fouls. So overall, it was pretty encouraging that they did not foul. Despite that stretch of six to eight minutes, they didn't foul much at all last night. But this Grizzlies team certainly is still working out the kinks as far as getting back to the consistent basketball that it's going to need to play at in order to make the playoffs this season. But in the process of working out the kinks, the uh, second takeaway is is that this Grizzlies team is starting to figure it out about getting back to playing 48 minutes of basketball. Last night in the first quarter, yes, the defense struggled a bit in the, in the first quarter as they let the Pelicans come back uh, for a duration towards the end of the first quarter and start of the second quarter, but the starters for the Grizzlies were in tune last night and made the difference. As I had mentioned on you know the, the uh, Locked On Now uh, postgame um, takeaway was that all five of the Grizzlies starters scored in double digits, but the thing about it is is that it was different starters that really allowed for the Grizzlies to have an excellent first half. Both Dylan Brooks with 11 points and Jaron Jackson Jr. with seven his own. They were the fuel behind the fire in the first quarter. And then after the Pelicans made a bit of a run at the start of the second, it was Dylan Brooks and Jonas Valanciunas who teamed up together to really make a difference in the second quarter. Overall, this Grizzlies team had 20 assists in the first half of last night's game and 71 points. They got back to playing what the Grizzly style of basketball, setting teammates up with good passes. John Morant, he only had two points in the first half of last night's game, but he had nine assists. It was the starting lineup really complementing each other. Even when Jaw struggling to shoot the ball, he was able to find his teammates and set them up to shoot it with success. And that's why Dylan, Jaron, and Jonas all were able to have great First, ha- first halves, and then also, it wasn't just about the first half. Yes, the Grizzlies struggled in the third quarter where they typically have succeeded well, but it was in the fourth quarter where the Grizzlies were not a- only able to come back, but were able to play con- with a consistent offensive flow. The Grizzlies now have won three out of their past four games. And this is another encouraging sign is that while they're still trying to get back to a consistently high level of basketball, they are getting the job done now at the very least when they need to. Three out of their past four games, they've won despite not playing anywhere near their best brand of basketball. But along with getting going in the first half of the game, this Grizzlies team in the last three out of four games that they've won... They've been able to score 28 or more points in the fourth quarter in those games. So a highly encouraging sign for this Grizzlies team. They're typically a league average offense when it comes to the fourth quarter. But in these close games where the Grizzlies have needed every point that they could get to win these games, they've been able to do it in the fourth quarter by scoring at a high rate. 28 or more points in the fourth quarter, that's certainly an encouraging sign for this Grizzlies team. And hopefully if we're going with the lineup of Ja, DeAnthony, um, Dylan, Kyle, and Jonas with Jaron mixed in to end the game, that's also a very encouraging sign as well. But the big reason why the Grizzlies were able to win last night, and the third takeaway and most encouraging sign from last night, is that this Grizzlies team on both ends of the court dominated the paint. They were able to get back to what they did well, and that was their bread and butter in dominating the paint. 66 points last night in the paint off of 33 assists. Yes, the three-point shot was not there, but this Grizzlies team did a great job 
hitting the cutting man going into the lane, making good bounce passes to different options that were near the basket, finding ways to be able to get avenues to the free throw line. 27 free throw attempts, 66 points in the paint. They didn't create that many turnovers, but they did have eight first quarter transition points. So they once again got off to that fatigue that we've been talking about. They did find the energy to start the game, and that gave them a lead to work with throughout the rest of it. So getting back to what they do well on offense in terms of producing in the paint was a highly encouraging sign for the Grizzlies. But the other thing that really stood out was that the Grizzlies had 19 blocks last night as a team, including 10 in the first half. Kyle Anderson, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jonas Valanciunas all had four to five blocks last night. Anderson and Valanciunas set or tied new highs for them in a Memphis uniform. And the Grizzlies overall, the 19 blocks were only the second time in franchise history they'd had that many blocks in a game. And as Lane Whitaker over at Grind City Media pointed out, that's tied for fifth most in a single game all time. So it's not just that this Grizzlies team is starting to find success in the paint once again. It got 66 points in the paint. It also defended the paint well. And that was especially important against a Pelicans team that thrived getting that thrives getting to the basket. Yes, they were without their best asset doing that in Zion Williamson, but it is a part of their roster. It's a strength of this of the Pelicans roster to get into the lane and score and get to the free throw line. And the Grizzlies were able to deter that for most of the game, despite, again, the first half of the third quarter, this Grizzlies team did a great job of doing what it needed to do to win the game. So the big takeaway overall from last night was that the Grizzlies, despite still struggling and at times playing down to their competition, by going back to what they do well, passing the ball, producing in the paint, defending the paint, and good team chemistry and, and discipline for most of the game, this Grizzlies team was able to get a victory when it needed to, and has now won three out of its past four games and is looking good. It set itself up good for the rest of this week to stay within range to make that Sunday game against Golden State very meaningful. But obviously what else is meaningful for this season is that Jaron Jackson Jr. is back in the fold. And while there certainly have been some areas of his game where you know he's working his way back, there also have been some positive signs since he's returned that are really encouraging to show that even though he's been out, his game has expanded a bit over that time. Coming up, we'll look at how Jaron Jackson Jr. has played in his return from injury this season for the Grizzlies. Personally, as a fan of many sports around the world, I've always wanted to find ways to enhance my fandom and to interact with others that I know share the same passions as I do. And one of the best recent ways that I've been able to find that is through the Locker Room app. The Locker Room app is a social audio, social media platform that allows for fans from all walks of life to be able to find ways to interact with others that share the same passions that they do. And it doesn't matter what type of experience you want to gain from Locker Room, it's going to make your fandom better. If you're someone that just wants to join to talk about sports, it's a great opportunity for you to do just that. If you're someone that wants to start or expand your career as a content creator, it allows for you to connect and network with other folks who are looking to do the same to make your experience as a content creator even better. The Locker Room app even creates opportunities for you to make dreams come true. If you've been someone that's wanted to talk to sports personalities such as Nate Duncan, John Hollinger, Mark Stein, and many others across the sports world, plus even be able to interact with athletes, Locker Room allows for you to enjoy all of those possibilities in one setting. All you have to do is either through the Android App Store or the Apple App Store, go download the Locker Room app, 
create a pre pro profile and then go right into the action and look at the chat rooms that are available and join whichever one you feel best suits you. The Locker Room app, changing the way we talk about sports. And don't forget every Thursday night at 8, including this Thursday during the live broadcast of the Grizzlies-Kings game, I will be hosting the Let's Talk Grizzlies um, show on the Locker Room app, providing awesome opportunity, if you're a Grizzlies fan, for all of us to interact and talk about the team we love. Go Grizzlies, and let's talk about it more on the Locker Room app, changing the way we talk about sports. Without a doubt, we're hoping that the best highlights of the season or the best moments of the season for this Grizzlies team are ahead of us coming up later on this month with hopefully the Grizzlies getting the playoff berth that we all know this roster desperately wants to accomplish, especially after last season. But it's I think it's pretty easy to say that one of the top three highlights of this season so far, not only for the Grizzlies franchise, but the roster, the fans, everybody, was back on April 21st when Jaron Jackson Jr. finally returned to action after a long hiatus due to his meniscus tear that occurred in the bubble. Now, whatever opinion you had on how long it took for Jaron Jackson Jr. to get back, you know, I think it's worth mentioning again that it does appear to be the right that it appeared to be the right decision especially in a season where there have been so many more serious injuries two big names you know we just saw Jalen Brown go down with an injury we've seen Zion Williamson recently do it as well in a season where there were so many more condensed games in a season where outside factors have impacted things more than they usually do the Grizzlies were right by handling Jaron Jackson Jr. as they did to make sure that when he came back it was as certain as possible that he would be healthy and ready to play now I will be honest with you we typically, you know, like when Justice Rinslow returned back at the end of February, you know, I talked about how the positive impact that he made on the Grizzlies lineups, especially defensively. You look at cleaning the glass, you look at lineups and things like that. So far, Jaron Jackson Jr. is not making that much of a big positive impact on this Grizzlies team. As a matter of fact, when he's on the court, a lot of times the Grizzlies are at a bit of a detriment, and that's fine. You know, that's that that's to be expected as Jaron Jackson is working himself into a lineup that has developed quite a bit without him in it. This was expected to happen in the initial stages of Jaron returning to the lineup. But while his overall impact on the lineup and, and on the game itself when he's in the game may not be to where many people had hoped it would be, there is plenty of encouraging signs that Jaron Jackson Jr.'s overall game is starting to elevate. Yes, he has struggled shooting the three so far in his return, and that's the main thing that stands out about his game. The main thing that we all know stand, stands out about Jaron Jackson Jr.'s game is his ability to shoot the three. But what's going to make him reach his overall ceiling long term is him doing the other things across the board and continuing to improve in those areas that's going to make him a more complete player and obviously a more productive and valuable player that will hopefully lead to him hitting his all-star ceiling or perhaps beyond several times in his career. And the initial results so far this season are highly encouraging. For instance, when we look at the per 36 numbers of Jaron Jackson Jr. this season, Compared to his previous two seasons, here's some encouraging signs. When it comes to offensive rebounds, Jaron Jackson Jr., his rookie year, averaged 1.7 offensive rebounds per 36, um, per 36 minutes. 1.2 his sophomore year, he's averaging 2.3 this year. Overall, when it comes to total rebounds, Jaron Jackson Jr. averaged 6.5 total rebounds per 36 minutes his rookie year, 5.8 last season. He's averaging 8.5 this season. 
He's averaging 1.6 steals per 36 minutes. That's the highest by far of his career. 2.4 blocks. That's the highest of his career. So on a per 36-minute basis right now, Jaron Jackson Jr. is averaging what or one point is averaging four stocks, as they say, four stocks when it comes to steals plus blocks. We talked about it. I mentioned it to him in the game against the Raptors. His ability to be able to produce these momentum changing defensive plays, and it showed out the big steal against Kim Birch in the first quarter of the game on Saturday night, in which he's made a steal, recovered the ball, took it the rest of the way. It's those type of momentum shifting moments that put Jaron Jackson Jr. At his best. But looking at his game log over the past three games, he's had four steals in one block versus Detroit. He had three steals, yes, three steals in one block against um, the Raptors. And then last night had one steal and four blocks. So Jaron Jackson Jr. is finding ways to really be able to deter. When he's in the game, he's finding ways to deter the opposing offense from getting into a rhythm. And it stands out. Because in five of the six games in May that the Grizzlies have played, Jaron Jackson Jr. has played. This Grizzlies team is second in the NBA in total rebounds per game in May, and they are also first in blocks. That's because Jaron Jackson Jr. has come back and is providing value as a rebounder, but also as, a, as, as someone that's protecting the rim and is making momentum-changing plays when he's on the court. That's very, very encouraging for someone that we all had hoped would become more consistent in being a defensive producer, and he has shown that he has stepped up and been able to do that. Yes, the fouls are still occurring, but he is starting to make high-impact plays more often during the game. Now, as I mentioned, his three-point shooting certainly has taken a bit of a step back, and that you know that's fine. You know, he's shooting uh, just over twenty-six percent on the season. That was expected. He's going to take you know he's going to take a little bit of time, and he may not get back to his three-point shooting success this season. He'll probably get back into it next year, but he's working the kinks out as far as his three-point shot goes. We all know that that will be back in time. But another encouraging sign is that on two-point field goal shots, Jaron Jackson Jr. is making nearly 58% of his um, two-point field goal shots this year, where he made 55% his rookie year and 54% his second year. So it's a really encouraging sign to see that Jaron Jackson Jr. is not only hitting more shots inside the arc, but he's also getting to the free throw line as well. In terms of his per 36-minute numbers when it came to free throw attempts, 4.7 his rookie year, 4.1 his second year, 6.8 this season. So yes, we talk about Jaron Jackson Jr. being the unicorn. We talk about what makes him so special, and it's his ability to produce on the perimeter for a guy his size. But the other thing that's going to be just as important to Jaron's development is finding ways to continue to add value outside of just his ability to shoot. And this season has been very encouraging of the fact that, as Jaron mentioned, he's been working on other parts of his game. He's been working on getting stronger, working on being an actual post presence, and it's showing. His rebounding, his blocks, his steals, his overall ability to find effective shots inside the arc, those are all encouraging signs. So while the main part of his game is still being worked out, the secondary, complementary part of it, parts of his game are all certainly looking like they are progressing, and that is a good sign. In a year where one of the bigger disappointments throughout the season had been that it was a year of lost development, perhaps, for Jaron, that seems to be less of a concern now. 
It seems like that there truly was opportunity for him to find ways to improve his game, even though he was not playing. And the initial results are starting to show that when he's on the court, yes, there's still ways, you know, the, the, the Grizzlies still need to figure out where best to use him to make him an advantage, the advantage that he needs to be when he's out there for the lineups that he's in. But overall himself, Jaron has taken a step forward in several categories across the board, and that is highly encouraging, hopefully for this playoff run, but certainly the main focus is for the future that he is evolving into a more complete version of himself as we go forward. Well, the other thing that the Grizzlies are trying to complete is they're trying to complete another victory tonight as they continue their trek towards the playoffs. But besides the Golden State game on Sunday, they're going to be facing their hardest test for the remaining schedule, and that's against the division-leading Dallas Mavericks. Coming up, we'll talk a bit about where things stand after last night in the Western Conference playoff picture and how the Grizzlies might approach tonight to gain a needed victory. Without a doubt, to operate at their best, the Grizzlies have been missing a key component to their overall roster to make them perform at their best in Jaron Jackson Jr. Well, I can tell you this, if a part of your car is not working for to allow for it to work at its best, the one place that you can go is rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a great place for a variety of reasons. Number one, it's very easy to use. Within a few clicks of the button, you'll be able to find what you need. And the reason why you'll find what you need is regardless of the make and model of your car or the part that you need, rockauto.com is likely to have it. Have it. No matter your experience level when it comes to car repairs, if you're someone who needs others to do your, the work for you, you can do your own work or you do car repairs for a career, rockauto.com is very economically feasible. This is a family-owned business. They've been in operation for over 20 years. They know that car parts typically fall out of budget. So they're going to make sure that things are as cost-friendly as possible. When you go to the rockauto.com website, let them know that the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. Rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts that you will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. For some, wagering and betting on sports is a part of their everyday routine. As a fan for others, they occasionally like to do it just to add a little bit of excitement and something different to their experience. Well, whatever level of wagering and betting on sports you enjoy doing, the one place that has you covered is betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. This includes the stretch runs of both the major league or both the NBA and NHL seasons, including the upcoming playoffs. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device and put in the promo code LOCKEDON to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Visit BetOnline.ag today. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, why is it Tebow time in Jacksonville? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So the Memphis Grizzlies, once again, it seems like, if it seemed like that the Grizzlies have a game nearly every night 
up until this point through the first, you know, third of this calendar year, it's going to seem even more like it in the month of May as the Grizzlies once again will be playing tonight against the Dallas Fabrics. And while it's certainly great for it to seem like an almost, on an almost every night occurrence that this Grizzlies team is playing and, and hopefully starting back to play well, it is a very condensed part of the schedule that they are playing. But they'll be right back at it tonight against the Dallas Mavericks. Obviously, a team that the Grizzlies ha have struggled at with at times this season. The Mavericks currently are in fifth place in the West. They look as if they're going to be the division champions in the Southwestern Division. A very successful season for them. And obviously, the last time that they came to Memphis, you had the Luka prayer, the shot from three at the very end of the game that won it for the Mavericks. But when it comes to this game tonight, you know, the thing about it is this, is that this is the game for the remainder of the season that I feel is going to be the hardest for the Grizzlies to win. Because this by far is the team that's not only playing the best, but also is the most talented to taking the Warriors game on Sunday out of the equation. As far as tonight goes, you know, I had talked about on Monday's episode, I had mentioned that when it came to how the Grizzlies may handle tonight's situation, they were certainly at full capacity last night when it came to their roster outside of Grayson Allen. Well, Coach Jenkins did give a report on Grayson Allen. It was very particular and that he said Grayson Allen right now is week to week. It looks like Grayson Allen did so for a bit more serious of an abdominal strain last week than it previously thought. You know, at least it had been reported, and it looks like that it's going to be the end of the week. It may even be to the point that he may be held out for an extended period of time. The hope is is that he may be back next week at some point. So going forward, at least for this week, Grayson Allen will likely be held out as he recovers from that abdominal strain. But the other thing that we had talked about was was how might the Grizzlies handle resting some players? And after last night's game against the Dallas Mavericks, I wonder if the Grizzlies probably are going to still try to have everybody on board when it comes to playing. You know, I, I, we had talked potentially about them maybe resting Jaron Jackson Jr. or other players tonight. There is a chance I think they'll still rest Jaron Jackson Jr., but I really do think that the Grizzlies might give it a go, try their best to get another win, while their odds tonight may not be as high as it was last night or will be against the Kings later this week, if the Grizzlies could get a victory tonight against the Mavericks, that certainly will be a big boost because one thing that did occur last night that was unexpected and unfortunate for the Grizzlies is that the Warriors were able to beat the um, the Utah Jazz while the Spurs scored 146 points against the Bucks. So though the Grizzlies did earn a victory last night, both the Warriors and the Spurs each were able to earn victories in games where they were the underdogs. So that may be a reason why the Grizzlies are putting emphasis on making sure they're at full strength to be able to, even though they may not be favored to win, if they're at full strength and based off the last time they played Dallas, they if they play well, this Grizzlies team can beat Dallas. That may be their focus for tonight. So because of the overall results from last night and the fact that the Grizzlies seem to be comfortable with several of their players getting rest along the way, this may not be as much of an opportunity 
opportunity for the Grizzlies to get rest, and it probably is sensible for them to have everybody, for, for, to have all, all hands on deck as much as they can to have a chance to win this game against Dallas. Of course, the Mavericks have been playing some of their some of the best basketball in the NBA over the past several months. And the big key about it last time that the Grizzlies played the Mavericks was that the, the Grizzlies and the Mavericks basically went back and forth until Luka took over the game in the fourth. And that's a thing that's really stood out about this Mavericks team. I was talking with some of the fine folks um, in, over um, from the, the Mavericks fandom on the locker room app yesterday. And we were talking about what really stood out about this Mavericks team that's made them so successful. Well, one of the things that has stood out is the fact that in the first half of games, they performed like a top 10 team in terms of net rating you know, since the start of February. But it's in the second half where they stand out, and it's especially because that's where Luka starts to take over. Luka is certainly turning into more of a closer, into more of a you know guy who can take over games himself later in games, and that's exactly what he did for three quarters. The Grizzlies actually did a very good job. That's why they were ahead for most of the first three quarters of the last time they played Dallas. It's just that Luka could not be stopped in the final in the final minutes of that game, and the Grizzlies also struggled to be able to score themselves. So for tonight... Grizzlies keep talking about this full 48, and this may be a reason why they probably will probably want to have everybody available. It's going to be essential for this Grizzlies team to once again get off to a hot start, but also to play disciplined basketball. Because if Luka, if the, if the Mavericks position themselves to where they're going to play and others are going to contribute in the first half, and then Luka's going to try to take over in the second half. Obviously, that's the, the way the Grizzlies have played. For this season, they played much better in the second half than they had the first half of games. The Grizzlies are going to need to match Luka's efforts, both you know in terms of trying to limit him in any way, shape, or possible defensively, but also finding the right opportunities offensively as well. So with the developments of yesterday, with the Grizzlies getting a victory, but also with the victories by the Spurs and the Warriors, it seems sensible to have everybody kind of available tonight. Hopefully there will be a bit more opportunity to find open threes since the paint now seems to kind of be back in working order. And another big thing for this Grizzlies team is really, really protecting the paint. Obviously, Luka's ability to get to the rim and finish, as well as the Mavericks' ability overall to be able to do well with inside the two-point... with inside the arc, that's going to be a big development for this Grizzlies team as well. Though Jaron Jackson Jr. may be out tonight, if Brandon Clark, who certainly seems like he's getting back to his normal self, if him and Jonas Valanciunas and Xavier Tillman and others can really step up and guard the paint well and protect the rim, that could leave it to where, though Dallas is a decent shooting team when it comes to jump shots and from beyond the three, you'd much rather them have, their, have to find their success from there than balance it out by getting to the rim. So overall, this Grizzlies team knows how to put itself in a position to win against the Mavericks. If they can do it tonight and the Grizzlies can get a victory, that's going to be a big, big boost. If the Grizzlies can do that, you're realistically looking at an opportunity to go 4-0 this week as they as they will welcome the Kings, a Kings team that may be shorthanded themselves on Thursday and Friday. Thank you so much for joining this edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. It's been a pleasure. Once again, hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are enjoying 
having this Grizzlies team play like they are and also enjoying tuning in to where it's your Grizzlies every day here on the Locked On Grizzlies and on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find the show at Locked On Grizzlies, myself at StatsSAC on Twitter, the podcast wherever it's available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app, the podcast app on your phone, wherever you choose to listen, that's where we will be. Until next time, which will be tomorrow, and hopefully we'll be able to talk about another Grizzlies win. Hope you have a great day. Go Grizzlies tonight. And we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.